For the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchery as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian living. Bishop Edward Butchery is a son of Bishop Dagwood Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Macarius Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butchery for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. Thank the Lord for this morning. Thank Him for His presence. Thank Him also for His mercies. Thank Him for His love. He is here with us. And he will speak to all of us this morning. Welcome him into your heart. Pray that he will speak to you. Pray that he will bring a blessing in your life this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we welcome you. We say, have your way and bless us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please take your seats. More enemies of your fruitfulness. I'm still going to talk about the subject fruitfulness. God really wants us to be fruitful. And there are also things that are determined to make you fail. It is just like any other thing that you want to do. If you want to go to school and do well, there are things that can make you fail and not do well. If you want to marry, there are things that can make you fail and not do well or be happy. Marriage is supposed to be a happy relationship, but some marriages are unhappy relationships. If you want to get a job, you are looking for a job that will bring you uh, income to be able to sustain yourself and be happy and live your life the way you want. But sometimes you get a job, it's the beginning of many problems. Yeah. So there are things that fight us. And the things that fight us come from somebody who is called the enemy. Matthew chapter 13. We are going to read something that will bless us this morning. Let's read from verse 16. Matthew 13 and verse 16. Here is the word of God. Let's go to 24, rather. Matthew 13, 24. And another parable put he forth, that's Jesus who is talking, unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seeds in his field. The kingdom of God is likened unto a man which sowed good seeds in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came. And sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then? that we go and gather them up. But he said, no, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them and gather the wheat into my barn. Hallelujah. 
Now, how many of you understand this parable? All of you do understand the parable. I'm not going to ask you any questions, so don't be afraid to lift up your hands. Okay, let's go to verse 36. The same Matthew 13 and verse number 36. Here, Jesus is explaining the parables because the disciples also didn't understand it. And this is what Jesus said. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us, or explain to us, the parable of the tares of the field. Because they didn't understand it. He answered them and said unto them. So now listen to what we read. This is what Jesus is explaining. He said, The one that soweth the good seed is the son of man. So, we read a parable that said, a certain man went and sowed good seeds. And Jesus is explaining, the son of man is Jesus himself. He said, the one who sowed the good seed is he, Jesus. So amongst us, Jesus has sowed good seeds in our lives. Anybody who gives his life to Jesus, you have received a good seed. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. Let's read on. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. So there are children of the kingdom. The good seed, the world is the, the field is the world. Do you understand? Because in the probably said, a certain man sowed seeds on the field. He sowed good seeds on the field. So when Jesus comes into the world, he sows good seeds. So the good seeds are those of you who are sitting here. Yeah, there's a good seed in you. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. So amongst us, there are good seeds. If, see, so, so let's go outside the church. We all live in this world. We live with our families. We live in workspace environment. We go to school. We have friends. That's the world. Do you understand? And we find ourselves in the world. So as we are sitting here, you see, if you are a good seed, you are also part of the world. And in the world, there are also bad seeds. The tares, which are children of the wicked one. Who is the wicked one? The enemy. Who does not sow good seeds? So when in you, God has... You see, when you have a good seed, it means that all that comes out of you is godly and right. You do what is right. You are supposed to do what is right. You're supposed to serve God. Be obedient. I mean, all the nice things that you can think about. And there are also some people who are not like that. And they are classified as children of the wicked one. Verse 39. The enemy that sought them is the devil. So, as Christ has given birth to us and sowed good seeds in us, when you move out and you are in the world, there are also amongst us people who have received bad seeds. Do you understand this simple explanation of the scripture? Yeah. So Satan also has children. Who is the devil? The devil is Satan. And he has children. And in these children who we live with in this world. Because we are living in this world. If you are not living in this world, it means you are dead. Uh, as long as you are sitting here, 
You are part of the world. We are the world. We are the children. Yes, we are the world. I'm telling you. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So he gave his son to come and sow seeds in people who believe in him and they became sons. So if you are here, you should be a son of Christ, son of man. And the devil also has his own. The harvest is the end of the world. Now, there is going to be a time all these things that we are seeing will come to an end. Whether you believe it or not, because the world started, anything that starts has a finish. When you are watching a series, no matter how nice it is, it will end. Eh? Yeah. Is there some series that have not ended for 20 years? 25 years? They are still showing it. They are still showing them. Really? They started in the 1980s or something. And they are still showing it. Like seriously, one day it will come to an end. <laughs> one day it will come to an end. I'm sure some of you don't even know they're bold and they're beautiful because what is this? You are used to other ones. Eh? How many of you have been watching Bold and Beautiful? How many of you have been watching now, currently? How many of you don't know about it? All of us. So, when you marry, one day it will come to an end. It will either end in divorce or death. If you never divorce and you stay together, one day, one will leave the other. Yeah. One day it will come to an end. That's why we say, till death do us part. If you believe God, this marriage is forever. It is actually not forever. It comes to an end through death. Yeah. That's when it ends. Everybody has a date of birth. You also have a date of death. You don't like to hear sad things. You shall live long. Some of you don't want to live long. You shall live long. But I tell you, if you grow to be 200 years, you will pray every day. Lord, it is over. Let it end. Yeah. 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 So, everything will come to an end. The harvest is the end of the world. And what it means is that there is a day when Christ will come and choose from the field the fruits that he sowed. Every farmer goes for harvest time. When you plant seeds, a time comes where you go and you pick the fruits. You see, when you pick the fruits and there are other things and weed and whatever it is, when you finish and you want to replant or use the land again, you clear everything. You clear everything. Is that also those of you who did agric or who have gone to farms before? Some of you are city boys. You have never gone to farm before. And when you are doing agric, they don't even take you to any farm. You, you read it in books. Yeah. I'm telling you. You do beds in, 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 in classrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Badding and grafting. Yeah, it is done in the textbook. No practicals. Yeah. So the harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. We are not the ones who are supposed to pick who is right and who is wrong. It is reserved for some people. And those people are angels. So sometimes when you are living in the world, it is not for you to say that, hey, 
This one is a devil. So let me deal with the person. Hey, those of you who have been praying and, 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 and binding demons in your family and wanting to kill them and what they should all grow with us. A day will come, God will separate us. Because when you have demons and evil people and evil things around you, God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. God can make you prosper in the midst of people who hate you. You see, he can cause you to be fruitful even in a field where there are haters and evil people. He can make you have a nice marriage even in the midst of people who don't want you to be happy. That's how powerful God is. So there are some things, don't worry yourself. That's when you go to places and they tell you that this one is a devil who is destroying your life. This one is this. And then now your whole life becomes like a battlefield where everything you have has to be used against the enemy. Let the enemy be around. God keeps some people around so that one day they will see that you have prospered in spite of their evil. Yeah, All of us, we have witches in our families. We have wizards in our families. We have people who envy, who hate, yeah, who lie about you. They are all around. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, you'll be doing your wedding and people are taking pictures with you and smiling, but some of the people whose teeth are showing are not happy. Yeah. 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 I've seen pictures of presidents with their aide-de-camps, soldiers standing by them, saluting like that. And then after some few hours, they do a coup and put the president in prison or kill him. Evil. Sometimes when people are laughing at you, don't be deceived. There are some things that are reserved for the work of God to be completed and perfected. So, Jesus explains this parable. Do you understand the parable now? Okay. So, verse uh, 14. As therefore... The tares are gathered and burned in the fire. So shall it be in the end of this world. So let me tell you something. If you don't continue as a child of God and you become a child of the wicked one, this is your end. You will be gathered and burnt in fire. And this is a promise God made. After the flood in the days of Noah, God said, I will not destroy the earth with water again. And the next thing that we know is going to come to signify the end of everything is fire and brimstone. Yeah, fire. If flooding is dangerous, consider uh, uh, fire. Where everything shall be consumed. And it is true. These are not lies. See, sometimes you can believe in something or you can choose not to believe in it. But it is there. So shall it be in the end of this world. So now, the reason why we are being taught. Okay, let's finish it. Verse 41. Let's finish it. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. So you see, tears are like thorns. When they were singing, they said, I don't want to be a thorny ground. When you build or you do any farm in place where there are thorns, the thorns are divorced. Thorns, they spoil the land. They don't allow anything to grow. So, you see, there are many things that are determined against you. And the Bible says that the Son of Man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and then we do iniquity. So, some of the people who are in the world, you see, around you, their, their work 
the work Satan has given them is to cause offenses and to lead you to do iniquity means to do wrong things repeatedly. That is why you have to be careful the kind of people you allow in your, in your life. Because if you have been planted by God and a good seed has been sowed in you, you have to be careful because there are some things that can kill you. Yeah, they can choke you. So, even though we are waiting for the day of the harvest, the day has not come. And you have to learn how to survive now. Because the wheat survived even though the tares were there. And at the harvest, the wheat bore fruit. And once the fruit was taken, every other thing, the wheat, uh, the, the, the blades, and then the, 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 the tares were all gathered. Because now you don't need it again. You don't need it again. When the end comes, you are the seed. You will be taken out and gathered. And everything that you have, it is a house, it is a car, it is money in your bank account, it is the latest phone, it is uh, the addresses, uh, nice shoes, wigs, uh, what? Belts. Eh? What? Extra hips, extra boobs, extra bottles, lipstick, all the things that you have, they will be bent. Together with everybody else's things. Because they are tough. It has, no, it has no place where we are going. Yeah. Because when the rapture comes, it is believed that when Christ comes to, 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 to take us, you see, we, when we are raptured, you, your clothes will be left. Because you can't travel to that place with this, your shirt and your tie. Yeah. Yeah. All your makeup will be washed away. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you for who you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you see, the way we came in, no, all of you, when you were born, you were wearing nothing. There's nobody who came wearing wig uh, 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 with acrylic fingernails, fingertips. Eh? Eyelashes. Eh? Eh? There is no boy who came out wearing uh, 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 boxer shorts. Eh? Nobody. Everybody came naked. And they hold you like that. So when we are going, you don't need it. As you have come in, so will you go out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, th that's, that's what it is. That's the reality of life. That's why you should be careful. There are things in this world that can become like a, a, a strong hold. You are looking for money. You want to build the nicest house in the area. You want to drive the nicest car. You will kill people and do rituals. You want to travel to America. You will change your name. You will change your date. You will change your family name. Eh? Hey! All because you want to be in America. And they call your name. You are walking on the street. When they call the name that you are called, you can't even remember because it's like, you know, that one is in your passport. This one. Yeah. I know men who have changed their names. They marry women and then they take the woman's name. The challenge is it. Yeah. Verse 42. I'm finishing the message very soon. 
and shall cast them. So when you are gathered, everything that is gathered and shall be cast into a furnace of fire and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. How can a farmer go to his field and gather his harvest, his fruits, and burn them? They are treasures of, the, of his labor and they are cherished. But what he burns are things he doesn't have need of. You see, there are some plants, when they bear their fruit, they have to be burnt. Like corn, wheat is like that. When it's harvest time, after the harvest, the tree or the plant that gave the fruit has no, you can't leave it there like mango tree. Do you understand? Mango tree, when you pluck it in a season, after you can leave it, another season will come, it can be there. Mango trees have grown. Coconuts, other things. I think cashew is like that. You don't cut the tree. But there are some. Once you harvest, that's it. It is ended. You have to deal with it. You see, that's how our lives are. God leads us to uh, the, the peak of our lives. And after we have borne the fruit and we have lived the way we have to live, that's it. Because this body and this body that we cherish and whatever, it is not <laughs> glorious. That's why we hide a lot of things. Some women don't want to see pimples. When they see pimples, they become depressed. You see one pimple, they have to hide it. A day will come. I mean, because I don't know why you, you feel shy. What, pimples, what does it do to you? When you have pimples, what does it do? It doesn't make you look nice. It makes you look odd. Ow. You are worrying yourself. But you see, that's how it is. This body, we, we pay attention to this body. But this body is from the dust. Can you imagine? Adam, out of the earth. Adama, out of the earth. That's man, formed of dust. So what is the value of dust? The, the, the real you is your spirit and your soul that came from the Lord. Yeah. And so when you have lived your life and you have been fruitful, this body will be laid to rest. You go to a place where the fruits that you have, blessed are they which die in the Lord, for they rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. So what you have been doing with your life to become fruitful with the Lord is what takes you and ends you a place where angels take you to the presence and the bosom of the Lord himself to enjoy. But as you are living here, there are things that if you are not careful, my brother, my sister, they will destroy you. And Satan, who is the enemy, he's a master at distraction. That's why Jesus said clearly, the thief, who is Satan, the devil, he cometh not but for. It is like the only reason why Satan exists is to come and destroy, number one. Come and kill and come and steal. That's it. Yeah. Agenda, three points. He is the enemy. And you have to be mindful so that... One day you are not surprised to find out that oh, all this while I was not a child of God. My fruits are not reflective of the child of God. Because they look alike. You see, there are people who say that we and other people are the same. Do, have you heard it before? Oh, yes. We and other people are the same. It is a mistake. Don't be deceived. It's a deception. Even sometimes when you live with people, when you are in school, the fact that you are in school together learning the same subject and, 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 and writing the same exams does not make you the same. Your homes are different. 
Yeah. Your homes are different. Where you have come from is different. What your father expects from you is different from what somebody's father expects from him. And if you don't take care and you use your classroom's measurement and or understanding of what is expected, you will see that you, you, you don't please your parents. That's why many children are comfortable with their friends but uncomfortable with their parents. Because your parents will correct you and tell you, I don't like this, I like that. But your friend will approve of it. And you think that that friend is more of a companion. You are choosing somebody you shouldn't choose. You are comparing yourself to somebody you shouldn't compare yourself. Your fruits are supposed to be different. Yeah. A boy and a girl are different. Say we are all the same. We are all the same. Have you seen a pregnant man before? You are not the same. Yeah, you are not the same. Yeah, yeah, that's it. God, is, God created us in, in different ways. Male and female created he in their image. The spirit and the soul are different. But the body that was created have different functions. That's why when you are growing as a woman, you start having breasts. We don't need breasts. Don't need breasts. Yeah. Every month, a woman has a cycle. Men don't have cycles. We are constant every day. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Are you in church? Yeah. 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 So it is, you see, that is why when you see a man who says, I am a man in a woman's body, you see, it, it, it is just like saying that I am a Christian with a worldly body. So allow me to, even though I'm a Christian, I'm a child of God, allow me to live like somebody who is in the world. No. Don't have that mind. When you see people in the world dancing, look at the prodigal son and his girlfriends. Look at the way they are dancing. Some of you Christian sisters know how to dance more than these people in the world. I'm telling you. Yeah. When you see unbelievers drinking and partying throughout the night, don't say that we are the same. Yes, we all want to have fun, but the definition of what is fun is different. You see, for somebody, what makes the person happy is to get some weed with some fire behind it and puff. And somebody too wants a bottle with boiling water. Do you know what boiling water is? <laughs> yeah. And whack it. Yeah. Some people do music and dance and drugs. Yeah. People have different definitions or different characterization of what happiness and fun is. But you can't be, say that hey, these people are having fun. Let me go and join them. Do you, do some of you, when you see people drinking and happy and whatever, it, it doesn't attract you, it repels you. Yeah, because you see that that is not what will make me happy. Yeah, that's not what will make me happy. You see girls who have dressed and their breasts, the only thing, if they bend, some people when they bend down like that, the thing pops out. When the pastor was uh, laying hands on people in church, I'm telling you, real story. And a certain lady was brought forward, then he whispered to the uh, ashes, watch this girl, but they didn't understand it. So they were moving around, and as he was also ministering and praying for them, the way she was dressed, when he touched, then she jumped, and then the thing. Oh. 
Then he said, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Huh? We are there watching things. Sometimes they, 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 they wear people dress outside. They, some people bring it to the church. Yeah, yeah. We ha- I had a girl who sings years ago. It's not Mary. She sings for me. Young girl brought her up. Christian girl. When she went to university, she met friends in university and started, you know, going out in the night. And to our shock, one day, Somebody came to show us a picture of her wearing, I mean, a skirt. You see, some, there are some things when you wear. When you sit down, everything shows. Because it's so short. When you sit down, you, you can't help because it moves. And she was wearing it in a club. Yeah. And when you look at the eyes, you see that, no. The stars were shining in the eyes. So we asked her, what happened? He said, oh, it was my birthday and my friends took me out. Your friends, now your friends in the world are taking you to the club to celebrate your birthday. And, and how about the dress you are wearing? I didn't have anything, so they said I should wear this. They said. So you see, sometimes, you, some of you don't know what happiness enjoys. So you are attracted to other people's definition of happiness. You follow people to do things and you can realize that, hey, you see, you are different, but sometimes you can't explain it. When I was not a Christian and an unbeliever, one of the things I didn't like in my life was club. I, my friends used to go, and I, the only reason why I go is because they are going. And I remember the last time I went and I said, this place, I don't belong here. I went to sit by the speaker. When you go to a club, the music is not easy. If you don't know how to dance, you learn how to dance. When you see the lights, you see, and then you hear the sound. Hey, I mean, something goes inside you. That's the demon. And you see the girls dancing. Sometimes, if you're a boy, you're alone. A girl will just come and stand in front of you and start to dance to make you happy. But those things never moved me. I went, my friends were happy moving around. I was sitting behind. A, a, a chair by the speaker. I slept. I mean, in the club. That's, that sound. And uh, I slept. I didn't hear anything for some minutes. So when I opened my eyes, I said, oh, look at this. When I walked out of that place, I said, this is the last time I will enter a club. And I didn't, I didn't enter. Yeah. So I'm not the club type. Go and dance uh, to morning. Some people can dance uh, to morning. Hey! Yeah! Energy! <laughs> yeah! I tell you! Yeah! Yeah! yeah. This, is, this is my energy. Where is your energy? This is my energy. Show me your energy. This is my energy, 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 energy. Hey! (laughs) So listen, you have to understand that there are things God expects from you. You see, even the homes that we come from, our dressings are different. Our parents train us differently. Some of you, your mothers never buy things that even show your cleavage. Yeah. They make you look decent. But your friends can wear 
and no brazier. Then the thing is showing. And boys, the one we see, man looks on the outward. Man, he looks on the outward. Yeah. Yeah, the things that God expects from us are different from the things he expects of the world. And if you're not careful, you will start showing and bearing fruits just like tears. And when the day comes for you to be gathered or for us to be gathered, you will not join the children. Because Jesus said it clearly, the harvest is the end. And sometimes, let me tell you, not all of us will, may, will live to the coming of Christ. We may die one day. And when you die, that is the end. Your harvest has come. You will go where you have lived your lives. How you've lived your lives will determine where you went. And that's why you have to be careful as you are here. Don't do things that Christ teaches us against. Don't become something he has not taught and raised you. That's why you can come from a home. I grew from a home where my father doesn't drink. No smoking. But I learned it from friends. That there are things you are doing, your father doesn't do them. Some of you have never seen your father drink. But you can drink more than a fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Some of you, your mothers don't have friends. They don't tell their husband, I'm going to hang out with my friends. There are some women, there are some wives who have friends and they come to the house and have me time. Yeah. And they move out. Girls night out. Married women who, who have such lifestyles. They are, they are socialites. They go for play, uh, parties. They go for programs. They dress and prepare. So it's a high-flying lifestyle. And sometimes when you are from such a home, you learn and understand what it means to socialize. But some of you are from homes where your mother, she's in the kitchen. She finishes, she's washing, she finishes, she's tired. When she sits down to watch TV, sleep. Yeah, there is no program that she can sit and watch for one hour. 30 minutes, she's gone. She's always tired. She won't go out. Going out where? She doesn't even dress to go out. She has things that she doesn't even wear. She doesn't think about clothing. I don't have this shoe. I, I, I need a, black, a, a, a purple shoe. I need a fuchsia, fuchsia bag. I need... They, they don't think about those things. If she's going out, she doesn't hold a bag. She's carrying a child. Which bag is she thinking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you see, you, you, you come to learn how to go out, how to hang out. How, there are girls who can drink more than boys. I've seen girls who can drink and the boys are drunk and the girl is undrunk. Yeah. Yeah. When a woman knows how to drink, she's dangerous. They can get drunk. Hey, they drink a lot, but you won't see it. Steady. Women, they are strong. <laughs> yeah. Your mother doesn't smoke. You are smoking. Hmm? So, you can become something you are not supposed to be because you have, you have adapted to other tastes. That's why when you are a Christian, you can become something Christ doesn't want. You, can, you, you see, you say you are a Christian, but everything that you do, how you think is against God's word. 
what you do is against what God wants you to do. So immediately you can see that whilst on earth you have become unfruitful and fruitful works and being made manifest. And there are repercussions for unfruitfulness. And this spirit, it comes from the enemy's camp. Satan's agenda for you is to distract you and cause you to be gathered and bent with him in the lake of fire. Because he is going to be chained. And he will be the one who is the boss in that lake. And he wants companions. He wants companions. Let's be careful. You see, when Jesus says things, don't joke with it. Every prophecy from the uh, 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 Old Testament has been fulfilled. Yeah. The birth, even the, the, the destruction of the world with, through the flood of Noah. When God called Noah and said, this is what I'm going to do. And Noah went and started speaking to the people. They la started laughing at him. Yeah. Israel going into bondage. The promises made to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, all of them have been fulfilled. What will happen to Iraq? What will happen to Iran? All of them, Babylon, all of them have been fulfilled up to today. Yeah. Everything, this world, the end times, lot rumors of wars, famines, pestilence, all those things, earthquakes, you can see them. Yeah, yeah. It's happening. It's happening. Japan, every year they say they have 1,000 earthquakes, tremors. Japan. Mm, Japan. We did the way we build. If one happens every year. <laughs> Within five years, we are finished. <laughs> we are all living in the water. I tell you, safety. Everybody wants to live by the sea. <laughs> yeah. There are things that are happening today. They are prophecies. So I'm going to show you as I end some of the enemies we have to deal with. Oh, I have 15 minutes to finish. So time me very well. Beautiful. The first enemy can be found in the book of, which one should I give you? Okay, beautiful. The book of Isaiah. Go to Isaiah chapter 27, verse 1. I'm going to give you three enemies, and then we will end. Isaiah chapter 27, verse 1. Let's read. In that day, the Lord with his saw and great, in that day, the Lord with his saw and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan. Do you know who Leviathan is? Leviathan is another name for Satan. The piercing serpent. Now, in the book of Genesis, the first description of Satan was the serpent. The serpent was used to describe Satan. And that serpent grew over the years. And that's why in Revelation, you see now the serpent being described as a dragon. It's like he has grown. Dragons are fierce. They spit fire. Their tongues are longer. Their, their tails have a far wider reach. They, they are destructive. I mean, they are fierce. So when you see a serpent, that's, dragons are senior serpents. So, so that, that serpentine description of Satan is being broken to us. And it says here that in that day, the Lord with a saw and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, the piercing spirit, and Leviathan, the crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. You see, this is a prophecy. And the prophecy gives us two descriptions here. Number one, Satan is described as piercing. So one of the enemies in our lives is the piercing serpent. And I'm going to explain to you characteristics of the piercing 
serpent. Yeah. Because we, we have established from the words of Jesus that Satan is the enemy. The enemy is not your father or your mother. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Your father can have an evil spirit and your mother can have a witchcraft spirit. You, some of you are demons. Some of you have spirits. That are things. Yeah. You know it. Some of you, when you sleep in the night, you know where you go. <laughs> and then during the day, you know what you do. You are quiet. Oh. Beautiful. Now, you see, when, they, when, when a description is given as piercing, what does it mean? Now, the characteristic of the serpent is that he's a deceiver. He, a serpent can live with you and move around. You won't hear a sound. Yeah. You will never hear a sound. I'm telling some of you, your homes, you have snakes, serpents, but you, you don't see them. Don't be afraid. Yeah. They will live with you for years. Mm. That's how they are. When you see a mosquito, you will kill it. When you see mosquito, you put a coil in your room and burn it so that the mosquitoes run away. But you don't see the serpent. So, yeah. so what does it mean for the description of the serpent as piercing? Let me show you a scripture in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Now, Hebrews 4:12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it is what? Piercing. Even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of the joints and marrows. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, let me give you a description. Listen, follow me. I want you to understand this. The power and the presence and the work of God. And the spirit of God is a piercing spirit. And it pierces means that it reaches both to your spirit and your soul. God's presence and control and authority has the ability to reach your spirit and your soul. And even this body. God has, if, if you allow God, he will take over this body. And you won't use it for fornication. You won't use it for, for demonic things. You won't allow anybody at all to take advantage of you. You will not offer rituals on the body. You see, the body belongs to God. So you won't allow somebody to cut you. Because your spirit and your soul have been pierced by the word and the spirit of God himself. And that body has been subjected to your spirit and your soul. So nobody has access to you. Nobody can bath you. Nobody can give you things. Nobody can clothe you. Nobody can take your body and do things you don't like. It is only God that you allow control. But just as the enemy always duplicates and tries to copy what God does, he also pierces this spirit and this soul and this body. Yeah. He's a piercing serpent. So just, you see, for the word of God is quick and powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it is piercing. The spirit of God is piercing. So it reaches, it takes control of you. If you allow God, he will take control of your spirit. If you allow God, he will take control of your soul. That's why the, Jesus said, as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So those of you who are allowing God to lead you, you are sons of God by the spirit. And the Bible says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Your mind is your soul. And if you allow God 
to be in your spirit, he helps your mind to change and to conform, not to this world. So Satan has the capability just as God also has. God planted you a, 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 a wheat to bear fruit. But Satan plants the test and they look just like the wheat. So you can't differentiate. So when the spirit of God is piercing to your soul, your spirit and your body, the spirit of Satan, Leviathan, the serpent, is also piercing to your body. That's why people tattoo themselves. They do things on their body. They cut and put things on their body. You wear things. If, you, if your body belongs to God, nobody will put a charm under you, around your waist and your legs. Some babies are born and the mothers put charms on them. God has given you a child and you are putting the charm of the devil to protect the child. And as the children are growing, they have dreams, they have visitations, things they struggle with for years. Because your spirit and your soul have been pierced. They're piercing serpent. And you know something? He wants to, he always starts from the beginning. Satan, he is wise. He knows that, you see, if he wants to take hold of you, he takes it at a time, sometimes you're not even aware. Yeah. And by the time you grow, his possession is strong. That your battles are, are far wilder. Yeah. And that's how come some of you don't bear godly fruits. You can't walk with God. If, if your fruit and, 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 and who you are is a replica of Christ Jesus, it means this body eh, presents your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. Something that is reasonable means something that you can do without pain. Yeah. You can do without pain. Look at Satan wants to take advantage of you right from birth. Yeah. The piercing serpent, he takes, look at what he did to Adam and Eve. Even before they became fruitful and could do anything, he came and he took hold of them. And the first thing they realized was that, hey, we have not even been dressing properly. So they tried to cover themselves and hide from God. Look at you. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Auntie Mercy, that your one-year-old daughter, you enter the room and the one-year-old daughter is trying to take her cloth to cover herself. Hey, what are you doing? Mommy, I'm shy. I, I want to cover my private, which private part? This private part, can you wipe it? <laughs> yeah? So you, you are hiding, you are hiding something you shouldn't hide. You see, when you, some of you hide things, you lie about things to God. <laughs> you are hiding. That's the first sign of a demonic hold. When God came and visited them, he, as he was always doing, and they are open and they welcome him. This time when they heard the voice of God, they were trying to hide. You see, that's a sign that something has pierced you. That is not God. And when the piercing serpent takes hold of you, you find it difficult to come to church. You find it difficult to be close to God. You don't want to hear God's voice. You feel guilty. Yeah. Because somebody has taken over your life. And once you have that state of mind, God will not cause you to bear fruit the way you have to bear fruit. Because you have chosen to shift away from that vine that gives you life. Yeah. The piercing serpent. He's a pierce. He goes to places Satan can reach your soul. There are people who are lost. How can a man wake up and you see your body? As we go to school, when children are growing up, when we go to school, we learn body parts. Don't we learn body parts? Yes. So when they say, what is this? You say, this is it. 
What is this? This is my breast. This is my, it's not only ears and nose. Ears, nose and what? Head, toes. That's not the only thing we learn from school. You also learn about your genitals. You learn about other things. So, as young as you are, you know you are a boy. A boy. You know you are a girl. Then somebody is telling you that even though you have breasts and you have your period and you have a shape of a woman, eh? you are a boy. You, so your feeling is that you are, a, you are a boy. You are attracted to, you are a woman who is attracted to women. Somebody has pierced your soul and has twisted your mind. For the weapon of our warfare, it is not carnal, but it is mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that has exalted itself against the knowledge of God. You think God has made a mistake and given you breasts, giving you uh, your body shape, eh? and giving you a womb. So now you want to be the man. And you, you the girl, you are going to take a woman and call that woman your wife. Somebody has pierced your soul and has changed your nature as was from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. How can you bear fruit? That's why those who are homosexuals, they don't give birth. They adopt. Because procreation takes place between a man and a woman. No, no girl and girl can give birth. You can get orgasm, but you can't give birth. You can't produce seed. No man and man can give birth. No man conceives and holds pregnancy for nine months. Yeah. Sit up. Uh-huh. God bless you. Yes. Yeah. So when you change, when, when your mind begins to tell you things that make you, make, makes it difficult for you to relate with God. Like you hear their preaching. That's why today people are angry when they hear preaching. They say God's word is, is spreading hatred. Why can God not, who is, God is love. So God is love, so he should accept you, the man who is now a woman. Hmm? Yeah. When you are preaching the word, they say you are spreading hatred. God's word is now a, 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 a word of hatred. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You don't see the life in it. You don't see the spirit in it because something has pierced through you. Something has taken hold of you. Yeah. So the, the first enemy is the piercing serpent. Have you written that one? Yeah. And, and that's, how the, that's how the piercing serpent operates. As the Holy Spirit pierces and takes hold of you. You see the Bible says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. Do you know, anybody who drinks a lot of wine gets drunk. And the word of God is described as milk. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. I don't think that if you drink one gallon of milk, you uh, get drunk. No. What will happen is you may get running stomach yeah. and gas. Yeah. Those of you grown up people who like a lot of milk, you will fat and, and spoil the whole place. <laughs> uh, babies, when they live on milk, they don't fat like that. Yeah. But you, if you like, eat and drink and see. As newborn babes, desire their milk, sincere milk. And then it's also described as strong meat. Meat is for grown ups. Yeah. They are, they are symbols of strength. Milk and these that things that you need to grow become strong. And it's also described as the wine. The word of God is like wine. And as for wine, we drink to get drunk. So there is a time you should take in the word of God to get drunk. And see, when you are drunk, anybody who drinks alcohol and is drunk, they are under the influence. 
That's why a certain girl went for a party, got drunk and stood on a table and removed her brassiere and turned it into a helicopter and was dancing. And the people were filming her and the breast was rotating with the... Yeah, she was drunk. She was drunk. If your eye is clear, you won't do that. So when she discovered later that the video is going around, she ran away from church. Because she felt disgraced. Another, yeah, another one too. She, she went to dance in front of a, a guy. He, he, yeah. And the guy was videoing. Naked bottles. Naked bottles. The guy was videoing from behind. Yeah. And posted the thing after some years. Many boys sleep with you and lie to you when they are under the influence of alcohol. That's why when the thing removes and you say you are pregnant, you say, you know, be me. I'm not, I'm not ready. Yeah, because they were under a certain influence. Yeah, there is an effect. Have you seen somebody who is drunk and is sometimes when you see some somebody come then then they walk out then he stops then he starts going back as if he's marching. Then he takes steady. Then he's talking to himself, say steady, steady. Then he looks. Then he starts walking out. Then you see as if he's then he will run and fall. Bah! Then he wake up, steady, steady. Yes. Say, are you drunk? No, 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 no. I'm okay. So, let me tell you something. There is an influence. God's word, when you take in God's word, it influences you. And that influence is that it makes you conform to a certain image and function in a certain way. Be not drink with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit. And the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So the more you take in God's word, the stronger you become, the more addicted you become. And nobody, you see, people who get drunk, eh, the moment the alcohol begins to wear off, they want a top up. Because they don't like the sober state. It's called hangover. When you, we've been there, so we know. We are experts in it. We know, we remember. When you wake up in the morning like that, the way you feel, it's not normal. So the only way for you to be normal is to top up. Refuel the car. And then you see that early morning, you are eating banku and pepper. Hot pepper. Yeah. Pepper that when even a car smells it, it will run away. You are eating it in the morning as breakfast. When you have ulcers and, and other heart diseases and palpitations, you won't understand it. And your, your liver and other things begin to give you. You won't understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 The piercing serpent. Satan, don't joke with him. Everything God does, he does it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that's why I see the wisdom of God is that let's all be together. Don't let somebody tell that we are the same. We are not the same. That's the deception. You want to marry somebody because they say we are the same. We are not the same. I'm telling you. A woman tells you that. You are a woman. A woman tells you that. When I see you, I, I know that we, we, we are tied together. Instead of men liking you, women are liking you. And you are a woman. And you are a man. Instead of you liking women, you see women with nice body, nice shape. 
Huh? You see things that are not normal. <laughs> you don't like any of them. <laughs> Want to ride bicycle? Child. <laughs> I'm giving you Range Rover. You say, I don't like Range Rover. I want bicycle. You, you, we have to put hot water in your head. I'm telling you. Put, you have to put hot water in your head. Is it because something has affected you? Hmm? Something has affected you. Number two enemy. It says, even Leviathan, go to my scripture again, Isaiah chapter 27. Isaiah chapter 27. We are reading from verse 1, please. And, and in that day, the Lord with a saw and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, number one. And number two, even Leviathan, the crooked serpent. So, he is not only uh, 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 the piercing serpent, he's the crooked serpent. You see how they move? They, they, they are going to a straight place, but <laughs> they don't move like that. <laughs> so, it's like, that's why you say, uh, 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 it doesn't matter, the end justifies the means. It doesn't matter how I become rich. It doesn't matter how I become uh, uh, married. You are a crooked person. The crooked ways of Satan. The crooked serpent. He's a crook. Have you heard the word, when they say some, somebody is a crook, do you understand it? It comes from the spirit of crookedness. This, the man can tell you that this box that I've given you is a phone. You go to a place, you are buying a phone, they show you the phone. Then you pay for it. Then they say, I've put it in the box. And they give it to you. When you get to me, it's a soap. It's a bathing soap. Yeah. Crooks. A man sits on the internet and introduces himself as a lady. Hi. I am Madam Agnes. Oh, I don't know why I'm using Agnes, but it just came. And, and you, the brother on the other side, you, you think you have been chatting with Agnes. You have seen a beautiful girl online. And you, to your foolishness, they send you nice pictures. You see, wow. And she start telling you, I like you. You look good. I want to have you. Then it goes into your head. Because nobody has been saying sad things to you. And you are ready to meet this madam. Eh? Then she tells you she has problems, this, that, this, that. Then you are sending money. Then you book a day you are going to meet. The day you get there, nobody is there. Because that man cannot show himself. He is collecting your money. Crooks. Yeah. Satan has been crooked from the beginning. That is what Jesus said. He's, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh his own. He's a liar from the beginning. Crookedness goes with lies. Where are you? I'm in Serekunda. But you are in Brekama. Where are you? I'm in the school. Mommy, um, we have classes. Let me call you back. Then you cut the phone. Meanwhile, you are in Bojan's bedroom. I didn't know that Bojan was a teacher. Teacher Bojan. <laughs> Some people lie. Crooks are associated with lying spirits. You see, crookedness, eh? let me show you a certain scripture. God 
everything that God is, Satan also wants to be. Mm, mm. Are you in the church? Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 13. Look at it. Consider the way, the work of God. For who can make straight, who can make that straight which he hath made crooked? Now, let me explain this scripture to you. You see, life is not just, look at how Abraham, remember Abraham. It's like every man marries natural, you have to give birth. And God says, I'm going to make you, after 75 years of living on earth with his wife, no child. And God meets him and says that, I'm going to bless you with a child. You would think that, oh, if God, if God says, I'm going to bless you with a child, a year by this time. The prophets, the prophets in the Bible, when they make prophets, they say, a year by this time. Elijah, Elijah told the, uh, uh, the Shunammite woman, a year by this time, thou shalt be with child. And within a year, she gave birth. But that's not God. God says, I'm going to give you a child. And it took 25 years of a lot of ways and movements. So sometimes what God has promised is not a straight walk. So there is some crookedness with God that you can't explain. You can't make straight what God has made crooked. And Satan also duplicates that crookedness. So he's described as the crooked serpent, the crooked... Yeah, yeah. So, so you see that, and, and when we say, look, God promised Israel lands and cities. And the lands and cities, he made people build it. Listen to me. He made people build it. And they had their lands, and they owned it, and they were living in it with their families and things. And God said, go and take over. Hey, you see, it's like, you can't understand it too. Is that how God, eh? Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. So, you see, so that's why sometimes they say the end justifies the means. So, Satan duplicates himself as a crooked person. Then he points to you that, you see, God, do you know what he does? Do you know what God does? Is it not God who told Joshua, go to I and kill everybody? Kill the children, kill the suckling babes, destroy everything. And, they, and, and Jesus said, I am the thief cometh not but for to come to steal, to kill and to destroy. God has also instructed and led people to kill, to steal and to destroy. To take away. So, so you see, Satan tries to mimic God in so many ways. So sometimes those who are doing evil things, they say that the people, the people in the church, they are even worse. So some of you have come to believe that we are the same. So when you see a pastor, the pastor is as crooked as your boss. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't find it strange to be associated with crookedness. You don't find it strange. It's a serpentine spirit. (laughs) Yeah. You have to understand it. Satan duplicates every nature of God. And so sometimes he gives money to people. Jesus wanted money to pay uh, uh, taxes. There are people who have money from under the water. I have met and encountered a lady who said, young girl, when she was in school, a certain woman visited her and she said the woman was beautiful, smelling nice, and told her she loves her. And anything that she wants, she'll give it to her. And she started giving her toffee, sweets, and she was sharing it. Every day she has back loads of things. And she, go and she goes to give it to her friends in school. Yeah. And later, the woman now started giving her money. And, and from her mouth, he said, 
the woman, she started now taking her to places and she realized that the places they go were under, under the sea. It's not somebody's story that I'm telling you. A human being that we prayed and delivered, who is sitting in front of me? Real human being who is telling the story. And the money and the influence the girl has, she said, any man that I want, when I look at you, you are gone. And I remember the first day she came to church that I was preaching. When I looked at her, the way she, the eyes are looking. You see, that's why some guys, there are some women, they smile in a certain way. That's all, you are gone. And she had influence and money from the underworld. And she, explained, she talked and explained many things. There are people who have covenants and they have things. Yeah, they have things. Some two brothers, they said they were, they, they, they said they were called to ministry. And they decided to pray at the beach side. And they were, they were doing it for more than three months. One evening, they were sitting down. They said they were lying down at the beach. Nobody was there. Then it was almost as if something opened and some lights and cars and women were coming from the sea and they were moving. And they, they were two. So the one who saw it was frozen and was looking. And when the thing, the people came to pass, the light and everything disappeared. So when he got up, he was confused. He said, what have I seen? Then they, no, no, and the other guy to have seen the same thing. He said, hey, eh? There are things, yo, there are things. And it is under the sea. Jesus Christ sent Peter. Said, they said they want tax. Brother, go and dip your uh, 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 whatever into the sea and catch the fish. The one that you hook up, there is coin in the mouth and bring it. So, so the, the, the deception of Satan is that the treasures that are from under the world, they are not evil. It is stored up treasures from God. That's why people covenant with Satan and have money and beauty and influence. There are some women when they come into your life, woman, man, hmm? crookedness. Huh? Do you understand what I'm saying? In fact, it's enough for this morning, I tell you. It looks like my time is too gone. I mean, can you imagine the natural way it's like a woman gives birth and the, the son, the first son has the inheritance. Esau and uh, Jacob. It, uh, it is the first one who has honor with his father. And the father has been anointed and called and the father says, I am going to bless you. Bring me food. And the one that God chose, he's called Seplanter. He's called the <laughs> artificer, the skillful brother. And he is the one who uses ways and means and comes to receive the blessing. And God changes his name from Jacob and calls him Israel. And today, he is greater than the older one. So Satan tries to let us know that wrong is not wrong. Wrong is not wrong. When you are doing wrong, I'm telling you, <laughs> you pay the price, yo. That's why when we are living in the world, they, 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 they make us feel as if it doesn't matter how you make the money. So some people go around and do or make the money in a certain way and they think that they have to come and clean their face in the church by doing good. Yeah. You're giving. We give. 
there are unbelievers who give more than believers. And they feel that by doing that, they, are, they have earned their place. Heaven is not entered by giving. <laughs> hey, don't think that you have money and you are giving. They say your pastors are greedy. They don't give. We are the ones who give. One person said, I don't pay tithe. I give to the poor. Yeah. And those of us who give to the poor, we are better than those of you who are giving tithe. Yeah. You see, that's crookedness. They twist the very form and the things of God and they make it. So some people are very justified in living wrong. They, they justify themselves, but at the end of the day, it is God who separates the wheat from the test. He knows who belongs. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let him that nameth the name of God depart from iniquity. Yeah. Don't be deceived, though. Don't live in this world and feel that you are entitled to do anything and get away with it. That's not how it is. I think it is enough for this morning. So the, the piercing serpent and then the crooked serpent. And then the last one. Yeah, I like this one. One of the enemies of fruitfulness is the devourer of your fruits. Listen to me well. One of the enemies of your fruitfulness is there somebody who wants to devour. You see, God gives you, God makes you fruitful from a very early stage. He puts his seed in you at a very early age. But something happens. Yeah. Revelation 12, verse 4. Revelation 12, yes, 4. It says, now look at the dragon. The serpent who is now the dragon. And he still drew the third part of the stars of heaven. He has become so huge that his destruction and his reach is even into the heavens. And the tail of the dragon is going to the heavens. And he did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered. He has so much power that even the things that God is bringing to be fruitful, the life that God is giving, he said, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. That's the power of Satan. That anything that God wants to give birth to, he is like he's positioned himself to destroy it, to devour, to, to eat, to consume, to destroy, to make nothing of it, as immediately it is giving birth to. That's what happened to Jesus. When he was born, you must die. All male children under the year of one were killed because of Jesus. They wanted to kill. A king is born. Which king is that? He cannot live. I am the only king. Herod said, I'm the only king. And if I don't know who this child is and where he comes from, and which family? They say the child was born recently. So any child under the year of one, any male child, go to all the homes in the city and kill all of them. Yeah. Sometimes when you see death in your family, eh, it means you have escaped. Some of it is you that is coming to. <laughs> when you see poverty, eh, you have to believe God to escape because Satan, Satan sometimes, you see, in, 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 in destroying you, he has to make sure that everybody else is destroyed. Sometimes some of your fathers have become poor and everything because it's a family. He, he, he didn't get that man, so he made sure that everybody else suffers. Because fruitfulness is a very spiritual thing. One person's fruitfulness can affect a whole generation. That's how it is. 
the mystery of fruitfulness is that it starts with one seed like that. It gives life form to everything. So one person can bring a difference. So when, when Satan cannot attack that one person, then you see that he makes his cutters, we scatter the whole house. Yeah. Scatter the whole house. Then you see the house that you are coming from. Nobody, you have, your, apart from your grandfather who built your father, your father's father, your, your uncles, everybody, nobody has nothing. All you know is they, they fight. Nobody worships God. Yeah. Argument, insults, do-do, marabou. A, a certain guy who was telling us a story said his grandfather left land and three brothers who, they fought over the land. Any family member who goes to go and do something on the land, you will die. If you go and walk on the land, you will come back with your, 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 your legs swollen. Yeah, I feel like I go there. <laughs> the land is there. Nobody can bear fruit. So, so if you come here, you will see problem. Sometimes you see all of your sisters, all of your cousins, they won't marry you. They have children, 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 children. I mean, today this is my boyfriend. Then tomorrow uh, we have broken up. He's not serious. As if she's wise to choose somebody who's serious. The next person she chooses is less serious than the one that she drove away. <laughs> yeah. So you, you hear them. Men are not Who told you men are not serious? You have not met all men. You see some brothers who don't want to marry. They say, don't trust women or fear women and live. You have lived there with fear women. What has he given you? Yeah. So you see that you begin, instead of starting and blossoming, immediately you have, you have died. The devourer has taken place. The enemy knows the time to attack you is when you are very vulnerable. So you see people don't have who can't imagine and understand and flow with God. Meanwhile, anything God is doing, he's, he also starts from the time you, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, His covenant starts at a time there is nothing. Will you believe so you see, when there is nothing, the devil is letting you see that there is nothing. Don't believe anybody. There's no hope. I'm the only person. And the destroyer is now your, 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 your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three enemies. Don't joke with them. Yeah. Jesus wants us to be fruitful. And we have to abide in him. Satan, you see, children, look at our children. All of us, every bad thing that you started, you started when you were young. It is very difficult to see somebody who has grown, gone through life, and it's like, now, okay, I'm going to start drinking. I'm going to start going for parties. At a certain age, even to leave the house is a prayer topic. Eh? And when you have problems, the only thing you, you sleep. At a certain age, when you have problems, you sleep. It's not drink. Because when you drink, you can't sleep. You are going out with who? The problem is that you don't have money. How do you step out? <laughs> yeah. But when you are young and you don't have money, that's when you want to roam. You can walk more than car, a car. You can patrol the whole area more than a policeman. You are young. So you see that your wasted years at, at the time when you are very young can watch a lot of TV at, at a young... Old people, when, any, when I watch TV, I sleep, I tell you. So when I want to watch a film, it's a problem. But I remember I used to watch movies in the night till morning. I won't sleep. Yeah. Is it now that I come to take series 
and, uh, season 1, season 2, season 3, episode 1 to 60. Eh? Everyone is 40 minutes or 45 minutes. Hey, and you are watching it in one week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are young and we are vulnerable. We are, we, are, we are at a certain stage where we don't know and understand many things. And that's the time Satan takes advantage of us. That's why Jesus says, suffer the little children to come to me for such belong the kingdom of God. Because some of you, when you grow, eh, you, yeah, you, when you hear preaching, people are excited. You just sit there and say, we hear. Yeah. When you see a grown-up man who, who has decided that me, I like small girls, you can preach, ah, he will look at you with one eye like that. Oh, Solomon. You see an old man. Yesterday I was somewhere. And a grown-up man came, got out of his car with a cigarette. The, the, the funny thing was that before he came, there was some young guy who came with his car. I was washing my car. Then he started to, then I called him. I said, this thing that you had, are you happy with it? Then he, you see, he, he was like, he looked at his, oh. And he said, his first comment, we will stop. I said, this is the time to stop. Because it's not good. He said, I know. Why can't you stop? He said, we will stop. So he was holding that thing and then he put it off. And he sat down. We're chatting, we're chatting. Then another old man came. <laughs> old dog got out of his car. <laughs> he looked at me and we started to laugh. <laughs> See? This one, no comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> because it's like, hey. <laughs> I'm not even understanding how difficult it is to change old people. Hey! Because when I look, I say, this man won't talk to him more. I don't want. Can you go and say something? What you hear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's too fantastic. Yeah. Learn to change when you are young. If you, if some of you, the way you are, if you remain stubborn and you grow, you become like a dragon. You cannot be changed. Now, you, your, your form has become wilder. Yeah. If you see somebody who started drinking at the age of 12 years, 13 years, and the person is 50 years, you are now come to tell the person it will kill you. Hey, what they will teach you? Eh? <laughs> yeah. I remember many years ago, I have a friend whose uncle, uncle, he was a pastor in Canada, and he came, and we were with him, and we went out to eat. Then he ordered for whiskey. I was shocked. Yeah. Whiskey. Pastor drinking whiskey. Then, me and my friend, we did some Coca-Cola would do. Then he said, don't you people take anything? No. Because we used to, but we have stopped. We are now serious Christians. And he knew that we were Christians and I was a pastor. My friend was not a pastor. Then he said, there's nothing wrong with it. He said, where I am is very cold. And, and sometimes we, I don't, he said, he doesn't smoke. So this is what he does to. Hey. So such, such a person, what scriptures can you use? Eh? <laughs> Old prophet, what scriptures can you use to tell him that he should change? Eh? <laughs> yeah. I became afraid of him. I said, This man, hey, 
You follow him before you see you are whacking the thing without feeling guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes change early. When you don't change and you grow with the thing, it becomes a stronghold. That's why some of you see your fathers, they don't respect your mother. So they have girlfriends, you have seen them. They don't respect women. They don't. Mm. You can't teach them and change them anything. It is an enemy. It destroys and divorces your innocence and takes away the essence of your life when you are very vulnerable. So you, you, you do, sometimes you can repeat wrongs. Ah, it gets into your mind that there's nothing wrong with it. You know, sometimes when you are doing something wrong, you feel a certain guilt. Then you are battling, you are struggling. Should I stop? Oh. But if you are able to go through it and do it for a long time, you see that now, it doesn't even occur to you that it is wrong. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even, you don't shake. You don't shake. But may God help us. May you escape the hand of the enemy. The piercing serpent. The crooked serpent. The devouring serpent. The devouring dragon. That takes away the essence of your connection and your life right from the onset. Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift up your hands. Pray to the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands. Speak to the Lord. Lift up your hands. Speak to the Lord. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Yes. Speak. Pray. Ask God to help you. Ask God to touch you. Pray against the piercing and intrusion of the enemy into your life, into your heart. The taking over of your body to do things that you don't even feel are wrong again. Taking away the, the things, the very things that make you pure. When the word of God is in you, you conform to the things that God wants you to do. But when the spirit of Satan has pierced into your heart, you see that you harbor things that are, are destructive and you don't, you don't even feel. You can't forgive people. Hey, your heart has been pierced with, with a lot of pain and bitterness and anger and you can't let go. Somebody has taken over your soul. Somebody has taken over your body. You do vile things with this body. Ah! Don't feel justified in doing wrong and calling it right and acceptable and, and explaining that God has given you the right to choose. Hey! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, help us. Father, help us. Lift your hands, everybody, wherever you are. Speak to the Lord. Pray. You will escape the piercing serpent and you rather encounter the piercing spirit of God. You will escape the crookedness of Satan and you will encounter God. For the things of God cannot be straight. It is not a straight journey. It is not a direct path. You can't understand. The Bible says, there is no certain of his understanding. There is no searching of his understanding. We can't understand how he does his things, but he does it his own way. Yes. He is different. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Yes, Lord. Help us. 
show us your mercies. We thank you. Deliver us from these enemies that are so near and sometimes inherent in us without us knowing and seeing it. We thank you, Father. And we bless you in the name of Jesus. Every eye closed. Everyone standing. Slow down. I want to pray with you this morning. You are here. You haven't given your life to Jesus, but you want to say, Pastor, help me. You can see that your spirit, your soul, and your body have been pierced. And it is not with the Spirit of God. Something has taken over you. Your mind, your relationships, and your body does, does not belong to God. It is not godly. It is a sign that the piercing serpent is the one in control. Your ways are crooked and you justify them. It is a sign that the enemy has taken hold of you. Everything that you must do to reflect fruitfulness has been taken away. The devourer has set in. He's an enemy who knows that to turn you away from God at the early stage is the best thing that he can take. Meanwhile, God also takes you from the very young and early stage and brings you into his fruitfulness. Your life and your body is not presented to God as a living sacrifice. You offer your energy and your time unto other things. That innocence and purity has been contaminated. And you are standing there, you want to say, Pastor, help me. Help me to give myself to the Lord and to overcome these enemies. If you are like that, lift up your hand. Somebody invited you or you came on your own. Today, God is speaking to you. You know it. What God is saying in his word, he's speaking to you. Lift up your hands. Yes, lift up that hands. God is touching you, renewing you, and strengthening you right now. Lift up your hands. Lift it up. Lift it up. Yes, I can see the hands up. If you have lifted it up, I want you to come forward. Come, come and stand in front of me. I want to pray with you. Yes, God bless you. Stand. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hands, come. Yes, come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. There are more people, four of you. You should be here. You are asking yourself, is it me? It is you. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. Your heart is beating. You are the one. Come forward. Come forward. Come forward. Yes. Come. Come forward. Don't hesitate. Don't be afraid. Take that step and come. Take that step and come. It is about your life. It is about your future. It is about the seed of God. That will never be corrupted. As long as he is God, he will preserve that seed. If you allow him, he will do it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Everybody close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Yes. Those of you here, lift up your two hands. And I want the congregation to join. I want the congregation to join. 
Yes. Everybody close your eyes. I want the congregation to join. Repeat after me and say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I believe in my heart that you sent Jesus, your only begotten son, to come and love me and die for me and shed his blood to wash my sins. Today, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior and I receive forgiveness of all my sins through the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for saving me. From today, I belong to you. Please write my name in the book of life and help me to be faithful until the end. Thank you, Father, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. All of you go back and sit down. Those who are new, listen to me. Some of you are new. You are here for the first time. Betty, take notice of them, two of them, and speak with them right now. Everybody lift up your hands right now. I want to pray for this lady. Be free from today. Be free from today. We break the hold of every demonic entity over your life. Be loose now. Out. In Jesus' name. Be free. Be free. In Jesus' name. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.